you hear me better now? Yeah. I'm not sure what happened. We had an incoming call, and, you know, after that, you know, the volume totally went out, so I'm not sure what happened. But no worries. Here we are. You can see how many people are joining. <laughs> we can give them some time. Yeah, we'll give them some time. We can just talk about Sweden while we're waiting. You can tell me what yeah, it's like have, have, you, have, you, have you been here? Um, I've been in some parts. Yeah. I got to go to the Husqvarna factory and um, see how that was oh, done. Okay. So you, you've been to uh, his corner? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, I went there for their um, like the opening uh, or uh, showing of the new battery salt. Oh, okay. Uh, the 540. Yeah, the 540 and the T540. What is it called? XPE? Yeah, the um, the T540i XP okay. and, the, and the 540i XP. Okay. Well, I was, I was down there um, maybe a month ago in, uh, in his corner. Pretty cool. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm just close to the factory. Uh, I'm involved in another company uh, that is that is headquarters down there. So I was, right, we had a meeting down there. Oh, I really enjoyed it, and I got to hang out and meet a lot of the people that I see all the time on Instagram, but yeah. didn't hang out with them in real life. Nice. So, um, you know, um, <clears throat> I think we were talking about you know what when the volume just suddenly went away that you, you were you explained uh, again that you know um, how you're doing all these you know the, the sculptures uh, if you're using any any uh, pictures or photos or whatever yeah I like uh, to look at pictures you're starting to explain that I can hear yeah I, I like to look at pictures once in a while um, most of it's in my head but um, after a while if I'm making an owl or a bear something like that, I'll, I'll take my phone out of my pocket and I'll look at some pictures of them online, get it kind of clear in my head, put it in my pocket, work for another 15, 20 minutes, and then probably do it again. Just to, okay. keep, just to keep an eye, just, I'm not copying what I'm seeing, but I'm copying, trying to get the movements and get the right positioning and get an idea. And then I get, I watch, I like to follow other people that are carving on Instagram and get some inspiration from the stuff they do. Not necessarily copy what they do, but definitely look at, look at different techniques. There's so many different techniques out there that are, you can learn from. I think there was a, like a, a carving class uh, last year uh, just outside Stockholm here, close to the university. That's when I, because I knew these Sugihara boards. So I sold that to a guy and he sent me some pictures that I, they made um, like an eagle with, you know, the, the wing spread from, mm -hmm. uh, from a big log and it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, the Sugihara bars are really, really nice. I've used a lot of them. Yeah. That's what a lot of what my friend Jordan uses as well from Alaska. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know, we, we we saw that back in 2018, you had a piece of uh, chainsaw art stolen, and and you know that yeah. became kind of a noticed theft. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about that story? That was kind of an interesting one because. Uh, me and my friend Carl, we were walking down in the yard to get ready to go carve one morning. And one of the neighbors, he came down and he was just saying hi and doing the normal neighbor stuff. And then he was like, we had a bunch of uh, figures carving sitting out in my front yard. So people can see them. I constantly have people walking through my yard looking at them. And it's never been a problem. And then my, my neighbor asked me, like, aren't you worried someone's going to, like, take them? 
I was like, no, nah, I'm not really too stressed about it. Like, I, sh- I trust people, and they tend to do the thing, you know? And literally, as I'm saying that, I'm looking, and obviously this round spot in the grass where there used to be a carving, and you can still see the ring in the grass where it used to be, but it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I am missing a carving. <laughs> and then uh, I thought it was gone for sure, but then we put it out on Facebook and Instagram, and then it got shared a lot. And uh, okay. we like we know a lot of people here in this town, and Fredericks is not that big, but it's, um, you know, I live right next to a main road, and people are driving by and watching us carve all day long. So thousands of people are going by. And it got shared so much, and then eventually um, a younger girl, she sent us a, a message on Facebook and said, I know the guy that has your carving. Um, he He sent it to us on Snapchat that he had your bear and he had the newspaper showing that it was a stolen bear. He had both of them in his arms. Oh, really? And he sent it social media to some of his friends. And apparently one of them wasn't that good of a friend because she told me. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about going to get it back myself, but then I changed my mind and called the police instead. No. Okay. So they went. The police brought it back for you? Yep. Police, okay. uh, police went to the house and knocked on the door and, then we got a phone call, not you know, a day later, and they said, "Hey, come down to the station and come get it." So okay. I suppose that was probably the first time you know they had a case like that, huh? Yeah, when I told them like, "Yeah, I have a stolen bear," I don't <laughs> think they were. <laughs> they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it was a little hard to explain. Yeah, but so it was, what, not, it was, was nice to see everybody come together like that and help get it back. That was nice. So what was kind of the aftermath of this? Was this guy prosecuted or what happened? I think he just got uh, a ticket. Um, they did ask me if I wanted to meet with him, and I said yes. I'm not, not that I want to like, give him a hard time. I just want to chat with I'm him. I'm just going to Yeah, and mm-hmm. let him know that, like, he's, he's uh, messing with people's livelihood. And, the, you know, that's not very cool. Hmm. But apparently he was just driving by and decided that looks like something I could carry and <laughs> put it in his car and uh, drove it to the next city. So it was actually someone from the next city up. Right. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. But he was yeah. young. He was yeah. young, so I'll get I'll give him a yeah, little bit of leniency for being nineteen or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apart from that, what is your uh, kind of funniest on-the-job story? You well, know, uh, and it has to be a different one from the one Maggie told. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> I've been working in the woods long enough. I've had some fun things happen. I I, I thought about this, and I, was, uh, I decided I'm going to go back to when I first started with all those tough guys in the woods in Oregon. And, you know, they put, they, they put me up in this tree. It was like one of my first times ever climbing and they wanted me to climb like a hundred feet up this huge Oregon pine or Douglas fir as we call them yeah. and set a set a rigging line and then repel repel out and I had to tie my own prusik and repel out of this tree and I'm a, I'm way up in the air a hundred feet terrified and it's taking me forever so they are giving me a hard time yelling from the ground that I need to hurry up and everything <laughs> 
and I'm trying, I'm stressing and I'm hurrying and I'm, you know, using the double rope, you know, just uh, rappelling out. And I get maybe halfway down the tree and they grab my, the end of my rope and they drag me away from the tree. <laughs> and they drag me and they tied it. They tied the end of my rope to another tree and left me hanging <laughs> in between the trees. And oh, then, rude. then they would throw like these wild squash. They're not edible. And they would uh-huh. then throw wild squash at you, hit you with these old <laughs> fruits and pine cones and all kinds of stuff. And you can't, I can't rappel down because my t- the end of my rope is tied to another tree. I'm just hanging there getting pelted by fruit. <laughs> that sounds more like, you know, somebody had the inspiration for a computer game. Yeah. Throwing yeah. things at you where you were tied to another tree. Man, so how, how did you eventually get down? They left me hanging there for probably a half an hour before they untied my oh, rope. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finally untied, untied the tail and let me go back to the tree and finish repelling. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a memory I'll oh, never man. forget because it was one of the first times I ever climbed. <laughs> I'm surprised you, you continue climbing after that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was not the worst thing that they would do. They were, <laughs> they were crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> but you have well, to uh, you have to laugh and then find a way of getting back at them. That's mm, just the way it works. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, that's a that's a very funny story. Um, I haven't heard that from anybody else actually. <laughs> <laughs> you never had anybody from Oregon on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So, um, you know, uh, more, more to a, you know, a serious theme. What do you think um, one can gain from working abroad? What has been Man, your takeaways from working in Norway? I think that um, one thing you get instantly is the fact that you get another perspective about a job that maybe you thought you know or you do this and I do that. And that's a really uh, not, way of, not a good way of thinking of it. You know, and you, you travel and then you see how they do it here, how they do it in Oregon, how they do it over there. You know, it, it's um, these techniques. And at first you would see some techniques and you're like, that can't work. And they're like, yeah, sure it does. And it's like, okay. I, I thought everybody did it the way they do it in Oregon, for example. And then I came here and then I, the first time I saw somebody do a, like a feather score or a, put a facing in a tree in a back cut, I was like, what is this guy doing? And I was like, where did you learn to cut like that? And he was like, uh, chainsaw school? I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like you didn't know what he was doing. So you're constantly like learning new techniques. And as long as you're open-minded and not being cocky about it, and sure. just remember that you're not the best, you know, you're just another guy and you're just another cutter or another climber or another carver. Yeah. You know, being humble and traveling, yeah. it will, uh, you either, uh, you either be humble or get humbled. Yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah, some, some good takeaways, I think, there. So, um, um, you know, we're, we're coming down to kind of our, our um, <clears throat> standard question. What is your favorite piece of gear and why? My wife. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> She's <laughs> not there, is she? <laughs> no, she's not in this room. <laughs> no, you know, um, I have to admit that I'm a bit of a, 
Like, I love chainsaws, obviously. I know that might sound like a obvious answer, but I think I have over 20, 25 chainsaws. Wow. Um, and I love, I love them. And people ask, like, all the time, oh, why don't you just sell some? I'm like, well, why would I do that? Like, I want, I want them all. <laughs> and I want more. Do you have an extra garage for just your chainsaws, huh? I have a whole wall in my basement, and I just hang them. Okay. And then I, whatever ones I want to use that day, I, I pick that one. Okay, and I, cool. I keep I keep like a standard five or so in my truck, and then the rest of them in my basement. Right. But I have to since we're talking about chainsaws here, and I've seen uh, you know a couple of uh, you know crazy videos from uh, probably from Oregon or somewhere else in Montana or Idaho or whatever. But you know they're using those V8s. Yeah. <laughs> the ones with <laughs> on, the two handles on big big logs, right? Yeah. Have you tried one of those? I haven't. But have you seen them in action? Um, no, I've only seen them online. But um, they look absolutely amazing. I think some of them are V8. Some of them are using Harley Davidson motors. I don't know. They're crazy. Yeah. And it's they have cool. to have two handlebars on them to lift them. Exactly. So two yeah. people just lift them on the log yeah. and just, and they just you know, set it down. Crazy. in like one and a half seconds. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That's called. Those are called rednecks with too much time and money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like truck raising, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're, you know, getting a very, very funny conversation. It was good to talk to you. Uh, yeah. Do we have any questions from the audience here? I have my cameraman just writing on the whiteboard right now, so we'll see if um, something comes up here. Uh, Let's see here what he says. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> we have a, a question from somebody uh, of our viewers. So uh, what is your future plans? What are you? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, as you guys saw, like we talked to Maggie, we, we started uh, working together about a year, year and a half ago. And so that's really been like a, my new direction of like I, of working with her and I'm super happy with it. It's worked out better than I could ever imagine. So now it's just to, um, just to get better and try a little harder about not getting stuck in my ways. Cause I'm, I am a bit of an old school, uh, tree worker. I, I don't always follow all the newest fancy gadgets and stuff. But I would like to try to get a little bit more introduced into the more modern climbing techniques and also um, get better at carving and see what kind of new projects come my way. Right. So uh, I think we have another one. Um, somebody's asking, do you compete in chainsaw art? No, I, I don't. Um, I'm not like the fastest at what I do. Um, like the guy that I learned from, he does the competition. Okay. Um, and he's constantly inviting me or trying to get me to go be on a, a team with him or something like that. Okay. But, um, I feel like even though the stuff we make, I feel like it turns out really good and get a really good reaction from everybody. Uh, I would like to get better first. 
Okay. I, I right. think I have some progress to make first. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, thank you, Mara. Thank you, everybody. I think we're calling today there. Um, yep. Thank you to everybody who is tuned in. Uh, we really appreciate that you are back. Um, and, uh, you know, to this three talk, um, session two. Uh, we are looking forward to uh, more funny stories and, and more interesting people to um, have conversations with over, you know, the coming months here. So, Derek, thank you very much for joining us today. It was, uh, it was a pleasure hearing your stories. Um, and um, best of luck with your endeavors, whatever you do. If you're coming to Stockholm, you're welcome to uh, give us a call and have a chat. I'll take you up on that. Good. Uh, I think we have another question. What's your favorite chainsaw? Um, I would say when it comes to like bigger saws, I like the 572 from Husqvarna, and I like the 660, MS660 from Steel, because it's big saws. But uh, climbing, I love the new battery saw, because I don't have to okay. start it and stop it all the time. Nice. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Have a very nice weekend, and uh, we'll see you next Friday. Take care. Have a good weekend. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye.